Are you in search of a closer relationship with Jesus Christ and a better understanding of the basic truths of Christian faith? If so, please join us for Simple Secrets of the Kingdom, a series of Bible studies developed by Reverend James Otterness and taught by Skip Hedgepeth, board member of Good News Ministries and Bible teacher at Christ Church in Midland, Texas. Hi, I'm Skip Hedgepeth and welcome to, again to Simple Secrets of the Kingdom. Thank you for joining us today. And, and uh, you may wonder sometimes, in, as you think about the way things are among Christians, why can't Christians among, above all people get along with one another? You would think that people who believe in Jesus and are filled with the Holy Spirit would have peace among themselves. But yet, uh, as, as human beings who are, who are sinful, yet forgiven, there seems to be, uh, from time to time it, within the body of Christ, these disputes that break out. People who have disagreements about, about eating things. What can you eat? What can you not eat? What day should you go to church? What day should you not go to church? Uh, things like this come up in the, it, within the body of Christ and cause disputes. And today we're going to look at the scripture and see what we can find out from the word of God about disputed opinions among the people of God and, and what you can do as a believer to avoid these disputes. So again, as always, we're gonna to go to the Lord and ask his blessing over what we do here in this study today. So let's pray. Father, we love you and we thank you that you love us. Thank you that you always watch over us. And Lord, there are so many things that can divide us within uh, the church, but I pray that you would give us a heart to be united with one another and to let go of the things that are not important and to focus on the things that are, things like love and peace and most of all, Jesus. And so thank you for today. Uh, enlighten our hearts and draw us closer to you as we study your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So the best place to start when you want to see uh, what the Word of God says about disputed opinions is start with the words of Jesus. Go right to the source. And so we're going to go to Mark chapter 7, and I'll read verses 14 through 23. We'll see what Jesus says. And he, being Jesus, called the people to him again and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand. There is nothing outside a man which by going into him can defile him. But the things which come out of a man are what defile him. And when he had entered the house and left the people, his disciples asked him about the parable. And he said to them, Then are you also without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into a man from outside cannot defile him, since it enters not his heart, but his stomach, and so passes on? Thus he declared all foods clean. And he said, what comes out of a man is what defiles a man. For from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts, fornication, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, licentiousness, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these things come from within, and they defile a man. So let's look at what Jesus says here. Uh, he says nothing. And when Jesus says nothing, he means nothing. Not one thing. That comes from outside of a man into him, like food or drink. Uh, nothing that comes into his mouth and into, a st into his stomach can defile him. 
because it passes on. And then the scripture said, Jesus declared all foods clean. Now, when Jesus uh, spoke these words, this was a big issue in, among, uh, among people at that time. This was the issue about, uh, about clean and unclean foods and drinks. And the specific issue was about what today we call kosher food or not kosher food. There were certain things that in those times people believed that if you ate them, it separated you from God. And what Jesus is saying here, that nothing that you can eat separates you from God. It's the condition of your heart that will separate you from God. And so it's not what comes into you that makes you unclean. It's what's inside of you. And what's inside of you will, will come out in a, in a, a group of, uh, that he lists, a list of bad behaviors that show your heart condition. And these things are evil thoughts, theft, fornication, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, licentiousness, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. They come out of the heart of a man, and these things uh, that come from within, they defile a man. And so uh, that's a long list of things that show the condition of your heart. Jesus is saying it's the condition of your heart that is the concern to God, not whether you're eating or drinking certain foods. And, and today uh, in the body of Christ, this issue of kosher foods is, is still there, whether or not you should eat or not eat. Even though Jesus declared a long time ago that all foods are clean to eat, this this is an argument that still pops up from time to time in the church. And, and, but, but it's not maybe what I would consider one of the main arguments. One of the things that is a, a kind of a, a like uh, uh, cause of dissension in the church has to do with smoking. Some believers think that if you're smoking, you're going to go straight to hell. Others believe that smoking is okay. And I've got to tell you, I... Uh, I have a, uh, uh, this cigar here today that was a gift to me by some people that I work with. They gave it to me on, on my birthday about three months ago, and I've been waiting for a special occasion to smoke this cigar, and I've been known to have maybe four or five cigars a year, so I wouldn't say that I'm addicted to it but I just happen to enjoy a good cigar from time to time. And I have a, a pastor friend, actually it's Pastor Otterness, the man who wrote uh, this Bible study material. He told me one time that, Skip, smoking won't make you go to hell, but if you do it enough, it might help you get to heaven faster. And so, you see, smoking doesn't make you unclean with God. It doesn't separate you from God. It might not be good for you or it's not good for you, but that's not the thing that God is most concerned with in your life. What God is concerned with is the condition of your heart. And you know the condition of your heart by whether or not these behaviors are evident in your life. The things that you're doing in your life give you uh, a picture or a window into your heart. And if these things are happening, things like, murder, fornication, adultery, those things that we listed, then that lets you know that you might have a heart problem. Another thing that people will disagree on in the church is uh, whether or not you can have a drink of alcohol of some kind, a glass of wine or a cocktail. I have friends who will say that, that uh, 
if that all use of alcohol is abuse. But I don't believe that. I think that if, if you want to have a glass of wine, if you can do that in moderation, then, then it's okay to do that. But if it becomes something that becomes the focus of your life or a controlling issue in your life, same way with drinking, same way with smoking, then that's a problem. Because anything that's in control of your life other than the Lord Jesus Christ is going to lead you to destruction. Uh, and so don't let a person call you unclean or sinful if you're able to have a glass of wine or you enjoy a cigar from time to time. Uh, those aren't the things that are an indicator of your heart condition. Uh, uh, your heart condition is indicated by the other things on this list that we talked about. These are the things that show that your heart has a problem, and uh, which means that you may have a problem in your relationship with God. So let's uh, go. Now we're going to go over to Romans chapter 14. We're going to see what the Apostle Paul has to say about this issue of disputed opinions. And Romans 14 verses 1 through 4. As for the man who is weak in faith, welcome him, but not for disputes over opinions. One believes he may eat anything, while the weak man eats only vegetables. Let, him, let not him who eats despise him who abstains, and let not him who abstains pass judgment on him who eats. For God has welcomed him. Who are you to pass judgment on the servant of another? It is before his own master that he stands or falls. And he will be upheld, for the master is able to make him stand." So here he talks about, it's an interesting way he describes it. He talks about the strong in faith and the weak in faith. And the strong in faith are simply the ones who can accept these words of Jesus about, about, these, about how to handle disputed opinions in the church. And the weak in faith are the ones who aren't able to accept these teachings of Jesus. And then he gives an illustration. He says, the man who is weak in faith may eat only vegetables. And, uh, and so by weak in faith there, Jesus has said, has said, all foods are clean to eat. You can eat any foods because all food is given by him for our enjoyment. But if you think that it's bad to eat meat and you eat only vegetables, then he says uh, you're not able to accept the teaching that all things are clean. So he calls that weak in faith. The weak in faith can't accept the teaching of Jesus, but let him... The one who is weak in faith and eats only vegetables, let him not pass judgment on the one who does eat meat. Uh, because God has welcomed him. So God welcomes both the one who is weak in faith and the one who is not, uh, and the one who is strong in faith. Then he goes on and he says, the one who is strong in faith eats anything. And he says, if you are that way and you don't have a problem with eating meat, then don't pass judgment on the weaker faith brother who eats only vegetables. And don't despise him, Paul says, because God has welcomed him into faith too. Both are believers. They just have this difference on, uh, in their beliefs about what you can eat and what, what you cannot eat. So, and then he goes on and says, Who are you to pass judgment on God's servant? It's before his master that he stands or falls. And his master is Jesus. And both will be, up, will be upheld. The master is able to make both stand. So the point here is that if you, are, uh, if you have a problem in your life with eating pork, uh, like some people do still, because that was the old tradition and teaching of, of the people of Israel, 
Now, Jesus came along and Jesus says, it's okay to eat anything. But if you believe, if you still hold to those old teachings, that's fine. You can believe that. That's not an issue of salvation. That's not an issue of how a person gets saved because we believers know that salvation comes only through faith in Jesus. But if your faith is to the point where you think that eating pork is a bad thing, then you can believe that and practice that. Just don't pass judgment on another one of God's servants who doesn't believe that way. Keep that belief to yourself and practice it uh, uh, in good faith just don't hold me accountable to that standard just because I like to have a pork chop every once in a while or a steak. Uh, and on the other hand, if I see you eating uh, or not eating uh, meat, then I shouldn't pass judgment on you and say, you know, uh, you should eat everything because Jesus said you could. And because you're not eating everything, then you must not believe the teachings of the Bible. Well, I shouldn't be passing judgment on you if you believe that eating pork is, is a problem. Uh, we, should, we should both love each other and accept each other as uh, children of God who just have a difference in opinion on this issue. This is not an issue of salvation. Therefore, it should not be an issue that separates us within the body. Let's get a little bit more from Romans 14. I'll read verses 5 and 6. One man esteems one day as better than another while another man esteems all days alike. Let everyone be fully convinced in his own mind. And so here, now, he has gone from talking about, about food, eating and drinking, to talking about special days. And he says, the weak brother, which we talked about before, esteems one day better than another, and while the strong brother esteems all days alike. And so, uh, and so what he's saying here, he's really talking about like feast days, for example. Uh, the Old Testament had, uh, God gave certain feast days which were days of remembrance for the people of God, like a day to remember the Passover. And so uh, that was the day when God delivered the children of Israel from the angel of death. And they had a day, a special day for that. And, uh, and now when Jesus came, he becomes our Passover lamb. And, and so... Uh, we believe in Jesus as the one who delivers us from, from sin and death. And so maybe today, as, as Christians, you don't celebrate the Passover any longer, but you celebrate uh, Good Friday and Easter. Well, if you still believe that the Passover should be celebrated, then celebrate it and celebrate it with a good conscience. But don't pass judgment on me because I don't because I don't celebrate Passover and I celebrate Good Friday and Easter. Uh, if you observe the feast day, the special day, observe it in honor of the Lord. And if you don't observe it, then, then don't observe it also in honor of the Lord. Uh, he says that if you abstain from celebrating feast days, then abstain in honor of the Lord. And the same way for eating and drinking on the strong brother. If you eat, then, then if you eat everything, every, all kinds of meat, eat that in honor of the Lord. Give thanks to God in both ways, whether you're abstaining or whether you're partaking. But in both ways, do it in honor of the Lord. And don't let it become a, uh, a cause of division in your relationships. Um, 
These are not the things that are of most importance in the kingdom of God. Okay, let's see what comes next. We're going to go to Romans 14 again and read verses 7 through 9. None of us lives to himself, and none of us dies to himself. If we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So then whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. To this end, Christ died and lived again, that he might be Lord both of the dead and of the living. And so... Here he starts out by saying, we don't live to ourselves. None of us lives to ourselves, and none of us dies to ourselves. If we live, we live to the Lord. If we die, we die to the Lord. And uh, the conclusion to all of that is that what counts in relationships within the body of Christ is our relationship with Jesus and our relationships with one another. And we shouldn't let our focus become so entrenched in these little details that divide us and lose sight of what unites us, which is Jesus. Let's get some more of this. Romans 14, 13 through 18. Then let no one pass judgment on one another, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or a hindrance in the way of a brother. I know and I'm persuaded in the Lord that Jesus, in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself but it is unclean for anyone who thinks it is unclean. If your brother is being injured by what you eat, you're no longer walking in love. Do not let what you eat cause the ruin of one for whom Christ died. So do not let your good be spoken of as evil, for the kingdom of God is not food and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. He who thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. So that's Romans 14, 13 through 18. And he starts out with this principle. Let us not pass judgment on one another. Instead, let us, and also let us not put a stumbling block or a hindrance in the way of a brother. So by not passing judgment on one another, I shouldn't be saying if I believe in uh, that, if I believe that uh, worshiping on, uh, on, Thursday is not the way you should worship. Let's say I believe worshiping on Sunday is the day. Then I shouldn't pass judgment on you. I shouldn't say, well, you're going to go to hell because you don't worship on the same day I do. That would be passing judgment on what you do. And, and he, the Lord is saying, don't pass judgment. You know, when it comes judgment day, the only one that's going to be on the judgment seat is Jesus himself. And he calls us to climb down off of that judgment seat if we're on it and not be judgmental to condemn people over these things that aren't essential to salvation. And then he talks about not putting a stumbling block in the way of another and in the way of another brother so that, so that if, I am, um, if I believe that having a, a cigar, like I said before, is okay for me, and I know that you, my brother in Christ, believe that having a cigar is a sinful, horrible thing to do, then I need to be respectful of that and not smoke that cigar in front of you and let it become a stumbling block for your faith. And, and so uh, that's not being hypocritical. That's just being thoughtful and polite and respectful of another person's opinion so that 
I'm not going to light that cigar up here today in front, in front of the camera while you're watching and, and take the risk of offending you. So in order to uh, uh, not offend you, I'll abstain. And by doing so, he's saying that keeps me from putting a stumbling block in front of you. Because if you have a problem with it, and I did that, you might become judgmental. And the Lord says, don't be judgmental. So I'm not going to give you a cause today to be judgmental of me. And so think about that. I know I have a story about a friend of mine who was on an airplane going to Dallas one day, and he had a deck of cards with him because he liked to play solitaire. And when he, he sat down on the plane in his seat, and after the plane took off, he put the tray table down and dealt out a hand of solitaire. Well, he was sitting next to a person who believed that that playing cards were sinful and that they were demonic and the different uh, face cards meant thing, different things that were satanic. And so my friend took the cards and he put them back together in the deck and put them in his coat pocket and put them away. And, uh, and by doing so, uh, the person stopped giving him a lecture and stopped judging him. But then on the next leg of the flight, after the, the person that was sitting next to him got off and went his own way, my friend got his cards back out and dealt them. Uh, and so he was being respectful of the person while he was sitting next to him. But then when he left, uh, he went ahead and did what he thought because I can promise you this man who's a godly man was not practicing a demonic practice with those cards. He was just playing solitaire. But if that was a problem for his Christian brother who sat down beside him, then out of respect, he abstained. Uh, the kingdom of God, the Apostle Paul says, is not about food and drink, whether or not you're abstaining or whether or not you're partaking, but it's about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God is about your relationship with Jesus. Don't, uh, don't major on the minors, as one person said about Christianity. Don't let your life become so wrapped up in these details that you miss the important things, which are about joy and right relationship with Jesus and peace and serving the Lord in the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, so now, and then he says, uh, he who thus serves Christ is acceptable God and approved by men. I think I stopped there, so I'm going to read on a little bit more. Uh, in Romans 14, 18 through 23. Romans 14, 18. He who thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. Let us then pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. Do not, for the sake of food, destroy the work of God. Everything is indeed clean, but it is wrong for anyone to make others fall by what he eats. It is not right to eat meat or drink wine, or do anything that makes your brother stumble. The faith that you have, keep between yourself and God. Happy is he who has no reason to judge himself for what he approves. But he who has doubts is condemned if he eats, because he does not act from faith. For whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. So he says here, he who thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. And then he goes on to say, pursue what makes for peace and mutual upbuilding. And so, don't be looking for ways to, to, to pick fights and arguments with other believers. Have you ever known someone like that? Uh, they're just going around looking for ways to point out what's wrong with people so that they can give them a lecture. And what 
the Word of God is saying here, when it comes to these things about different opinions, about non-salvation issues, he says, don't go around looking to, to, to generate fights and arguments. Instead, uh, pursue what makes for, the, for peace and mutual upbuilding. So think about that. And don't go with your first thoughts a lot of times, which might be to criticize or to nitpick someone. Pray that God will give you a spirit of grace so that instead of nitpicking them, you can look for ways to encourage them and build them up. Uh, that's a great prayer to pray. Pray, Lord, help me today to only say things that build up other people and not tear them down. He says, do not for the sake of food destroy the work of God. Don't let your beliefs about eating pork uh, become so important to you that you miss opportunities to love people and to accept people and to uh, work for the kingdom of God. Don't let pork or wine or cigar destroy the work of God. Uh, it's wrong to make others fall by what you eat. Uh, so whether this has to do whether you're abstaining or partaking. Uh, don't make your brother fall and become judgmental because you like to smoke a cigar from time to time and you have to insist on your way doing it whether or not they want to partake. It's, it is right not to eat meat and drink wine and to do any, it's, it's right to not do anything that makes your brother stumble. And uh, it's not hypocritical to not make your brother stumble by abstaining. Uh, instead, that's what's loving. That's the point here. Do what is the most loving thing to do. Not just insisting on your rights all the time or what you believe regarding these things. He says, the faith that you have, keep between yourself and God. Now, that's not the faith about that salvation comes uh, by faith in Jesus Christ. He's not talking about that faith. He's talking about what you believe about these disputed issues. Keep these things between yourself and God. And if, if, you have, uh, if you have strong belief about, about drinking and or not drinking and you do it, then that becomes sin for you. Uh, even if it's not sin according to the Scripture, if you believe it is and you do it, then you're, then you're sinning against your own conscience and against, against what you believe about God. And so, uh, so he says... He who has doubts is condemned if he eats because he doesn't act from faith. Act, act uh, with integrity. Let your life be a reflection of what you believe, and, and, but also let your life be a reflection of the Lord Jesus Christ and do what builds up people, not what tears them down. And we're going to look at Colossians uh, real quick. Colossians chapter 2. Galatians, Ephesians, Colossians, chapter 2, verses 16 through 19. And here he says, Let no one pass judgment on you in, in, uh, in questions of food or drink with regard to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath. There, these are only a, sh a shadow of what is to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. Let no one disqualify you, insisting on self-abasement and worship of angels, taking his stand on visions, puffed up without reason by a sensuous mind, and not holding fast to the head, from whom the whole body, nourished and knit together through its joints and ligaments, grows with a growth that is from God. And so he says, let no one pass judgment on you according to these things about, 
uh, about a new moon or a Sabbath. And here the issue is whether or not you worship on the first day of the week, which is the traditional day that, the, that began with the apostles uh, and their worship, uh, celebrating the resurrection of the Lord, as opposed to the last day of the week, which is the, the Saturday or sundown Friday, sundown Saturday Sabbath. Some people really believe that unless you worship on that, that last day of the week, then you're not really worshiping God. Others believe it's okay to worship on Sunday. But he's saying, let no one disqualify you because of these things. Uh, what's important here is your worship of God. Not which day you worship. Let your life be a reflection of worship uh, of the Lord on every day. These things, uh, as they relate to what you eat, what you drink, what you don't eat or drink, what day you worship the Lord on, these are not things that are essential, essential to salvation. We know that a person is saved uh, by the grace of God through faith in Jesus Christ. Let that be the area that you focus on in your life. And let your, in your relationships with others, let love and respect rule. And if you do those things, then you'll bring honor and glory to the name of Jesus and build up strong relationships with one another. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope this help you, helps you as you relate to these issues of disputed opinions in the kingdom of God. Goodbye. If you have a prayer request or questions about any of the material covered in today's lesson or would like to support the program with a contribution, contact us by email at simplesecrets at goodnewsministries.org or by mail at P.O. Box 3315, Midland, Texas 79702. Until next time, thank you for sharing the simple secrets of the kingdom.